0: Going on, Laker fans. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till nine o'clock tonight. And I say this every time, Curtis, but we got a pack show tonight. A pack show. A lot going on tonight. Stu Lance, Lakers TV color commentator since 1987. The legend. Does TV on Spectrum Sports Net will come on at 7:30? And then an interview I'm really looking forward to as well, Andy Bernstein, iconic sports photographer for the NBA, also does the Legends of uh, Sport podcast. He's going to come on in the 8 o'clock hour. Basically, any iconic photo you can possibly think of, uh, Andy Bernstein probably took that photo. I'm going to bring him on because this week was obviously the anniversary of Kobe's final game, 60 points. And uh, I, I want to walk through that uh, final game with Andy Bernstein. He's, uh, he had the special invite of following Kobe Bryant from morning to night that day and kind of uh, snapping as many photos as he can, telling the story of uh, Kobe's final game. So we're going to do that in the 8 o'clock hour. Laker fans, um, as you guys know, this is a very caller-centric show, Eight seven 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 ten espn I'm going to start off with this. Um, your overall thoughts on that seven-game road trip. So if you're out driving driving around right now, you want to talk some Lakers basketball, what do you think of this Lakers seven game road trip? What do you take away from it? What are some of the things you liked? What are some of the things you disliked? We'll start off the show on that. Um, you know, listen, uh, there, there's a promo Mario put it together. I was saying talking about it yesterday in the postgame show. You got to feel pretty good about this uh, this road trip for the Lakers. And I know under normal circumstances, you're a championship team. You're supposed to obviously be coming off and trying to uh, win back-to-back championships this year. Ah, four and three is not good enough. Well, what if you take LeBron James and Anthony Davis out of the freaking mix for two months and one month? Uh, and I'm, I'm just kind of playing off of how long these two guys have been gone. Um, no, absolutely no game is guaranteed. There is no gimmies for the Lakers moving forward in the schedule until those two guys, you know, obviously come back. And I thought this seven-game road trip, Um, I spent some time, you know, coming into the road trip, and we were talking about uh, Lakers were going to play nine games in a row versus playoff teams. That wasn't all on the road trip. That was part of this road trip since uh, since the Miami game. Um I wasn't feeling too confident about this road trip. And then some things kind of started transpiring. You got Andre Drummond. Uh, even though he was going to miss a couple of games. And you thought, okay, maybe there's a little bit of life here. Some other teams uh, that you had to face, they were thin as well. But the Lakers, basically, this is what happened over the seven games. You won one, you lost one. You won one, you lost one. That was literally the seven-game trip. You beat Sacramento, you lost to the Clippers. You beat Toronto, you lost to Miami. You beat Brooklyn, you lost to New York, and then you beat the Charlotte Hornets yesterday in a close game, much closer than I thought. Lakers have double-digit lead there in the fourth quarter having a heart attack back here in the before the post-game show started but Lakers obviously pulled it out uh ended up with a win um took care of Charlotte overall I'll just say this um Happy with what the team accomplished. I really am. I, I'm, I'm happy for a lot of those role players. I'm happy for Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, who's trying to obviously get these guys to understand that, yes, LeBron and AD aren't here, but that's the reality of the situation. So let's just go out with the players that we have, and let's not make any excuses in the process. And I think this Lakers team obviously did that. Um, I mentioned that no win is a guarantee. Yeah, use, let me use this as an example. This is what the Lakers got coming up. Boston, two against Utah, two against Dallas. You think any of those games are going to be easy? Absolutely not. By the way, if LeBron and Anthony Davis were in the lineup, um, it'd obviously be a lot easier, but they'd still be some tough games if you don't come in prepared or you have a game where you commit a lot of turnovers. Without those two players, any one of these games you can lose. Uh, of course, the best win in the road trip was the Saturday night game against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, that obviously was one of those games where the Lakers um Threw the first punch at the Brooklyn Nets. Nets certainly did not wake up for that game. Kyrie decided to get himself thrown out of the game. James Harden didn't go. uh, But that was the best win of the road trip by far, no questions asked. A lot of the Lakers role players stepped up. Andre Drummond had a really nice night. Kind of go down the list of all the Lakers players. And I'd say the worst loss for the Lakers in the road trip, the loss against the Knicks. I thought that game against New York, um, New York just played better and the Lakers had 20-plus turnovers, maybe 24 turnovers in that game. Uh, so obviously that that game specifically was a game that you thought you had a good chance to win or you thought you should be in the game. Lakers obviously didn't, and this is where we're sitting right now. Um, confidence in the role players. you got to imagine that these role players before LeBron and Anthony Davis went down with their injuries probably didn't have as much confidence as they have today. You know, KCP looks like he's finally getting comfortable. Markeith Morris, who didn't play yesterday, looks like that's a key piece to this Lakers team. You just go down the list. Dennis Schroeder's got to feel better today than he did two months ago about his value on this team. Montrez Harrell uh, probably felt it before and still feels it now. Hey, I'm the most important player coming off this bench. Go down the list of all these Laker players. But I, I do think that confidence in these role players is a big piece of – Helping this Lakers team, and uh, they can't depend on the stars right now. That that I think is always the key. This will serve them. Um, this will benefit them. By the time we get to the postseason run, and, and certainly right now for the Lakers to be sitting where they at now, yeah, fifth place in the NBA standings. I want to say thirty four and twenty one uh, overall. Got to actually be a little surprised that with all the injuries the Lakers have had that they're still fifth place in the Western Conference. But that's where they're sitting right now. And overall, like I mentioned, 34-21. and 21. So uh, overall, uh, this uh, this road trip was a success for the Lakers. Time to move on. you got some tough games coming up. Uh, Laker fans, if you want to give me your thoughts, your overall thoughts on the Lakers' seven-game road trip, what you liked, what you disliked, 877-710-ESPN. Okay. We have now got a small sample size of Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond as a Los Angeles Laker. Um, so far, I, I kind of want to go through some of the positives and the negatives so far with Andre Drummond. So here's a big that came with the Lakers, um, obviously in the buyout market. What a what a big piece. I mean, everybody was talking about how how critical this piece can be if he ends up with a the Boston Celtics, are they now in the mix in the Eastern Conference? What if he ends up in Brooklyn? Uh, Michael would say it every time he said it in the pregame show, he started getting me nervous. He was talking about how if he ended up with Brooklyn, uh yeah, that's that is a tough out. You know, the, the chances of being the Brooklyn Nets or if he ended up with the Clippers, that might even the Lakers and the Clippers, whatever the case is, ends up here in Los Angeles, fills a huge need that the Lakers have had, which is you need another big. So my my thoughts so far on Andre Drummond, I think these last two games are actually a perfect way to describe Andre Drummond. By the way, quick shout-out here. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. Uh, one of our newest sponsors on Lakers Talk. Yeah, let's go to SoCalOilChange.com. Get on the website, throw in your zip code. All the different locations pop up. You can take care of that check engine light that's on, and you got to get your oil changed. Just go get it taken care of. It takes about fifteen minutes. All right, appreciate a Valvoline instant oil change. So, so far on Andre Drummond, I think the I think the last couple of games tells a little bit of a story. I'll tell you what I'm referring to there. Andre Drummond, if he's on a team where he's your franchise player. Pistons drafted Andre Drummond. I think it was back in 2012. Um, Paid him franchise player type of money. Then he ends up with the Cleveland Cavaliers. If Andre Drummond is your franchise player or your second best player, I'm just telling you, um, I don't think your team's going to have that much success. I don't want to make it sound like I'm discrediting Andre Drummond, but let me point out his skill set. What are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? So far... If you've watched Andre Drummond over these last couple of games, you can tell, okay, this guy's got holes in his game. There are certain things and certain areas that you can bring out of Andre Drummond. You can say, damn, that's a fantastic strength there from Andre Drummond. And then there's other areas of his game that you say, okay, um, either he's got to work on that or that part of his game just, um, it's never going to get truly polished or truly defined. He cannot be the focal point on an offense. He just can't, and he shouldn't be, and that, I would think, is playing—if you're asking Andre Drummond to play that type of role, I don't think that's his role. I don't think that um, is his strength. The reason why I got excited about Andre Drummond coming to the Lakers, because whatever they needed him to do in Detroit, whatever they needed him to do with the Cleveland Cavaliers, that wasn't going to be the focal point of Andre Drummond in a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. That wasn't going to be the key for Andre Drummond in a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. Now granted, let me make sure that I emphasize here, this is before LeBron James and Anthony Davis have played a game with the Lakers yet, along with Andre Drummond. So let's do this when we come back. I'll tell you why Andre Drummond will be a perfect fit for the Lakers, even with some of his holes. Because the strengths that he has will fit in perfect with the Lake Show. We'll do that when we come, uh, when we come back. And also want to get uh, Laker fans' thoughts. What do you think so far of Andre Drummond? 877-710-ESPN. Your thoughts on Andre Drummond. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Stu Lance coming up at 730. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is Lakers Talk here on 710 ESPN.
1: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better.
0: I appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll go till 9 o'clock. Stu Lance coming up at 7.30. So, Laker fans, uh, want to get your thoughts on Andre Drummond, 877-710-ESPN. What do you think so far? Andre Drummond comes into the buyout market for the Lakers, chooses the Lake Show over other contenders out there. Obviously, he made the right decision. Um, I, I, I would say this, and before I take a couple of calls here, I, I want to just emphasize you know, my thoughts on Andre Drummond so far. The best part about Andre Drummond – is he's only going to be asked to play to his strengths with the Lakers. That's it. I, I was never a fan when Dwight Howard used to call for the ball, this was back in the days, that you could say that first stint with the Lakers with Dwight Howard. I think this is what hurt him when he left Orlando. Was not a fan of Dwight Howard calling for the ball and run the offense through him and um his skill set just does not represent that. So Andre Drummond let's be real with what his strengths are. His strengths are that's a big body down low. You know, there are times when I, I see him play some bully ball. I'm like, geez, this guy's gonna throw anybody out of the way. But what Andre Drummond, what his strengths are, he's gonna get a couple of lobs. Imagine when LBJ Anthony Davis are back and Andre Drummond is in the front court. Imagine one of the best player one of the best passers in the history of the NBA, LeBron James the way he slices and dices defenses, and he's got the ability to throw some lops to Andre Drummond, maybe do a little bit of screen and roll, and now he's got Anthony Davis to his left, Drummond coming off the roll, his options that he's going to have with Andre Drummond. Let me just use those as an example. What Andre Drummond's strengths are, he can bring to the Lakers, which I don't think he had that opportunity in Cleveland. I don't think he had that opportunity in Detroit. Why is that important to the Lakers? It's important because Andre Drummond is, is not, there? there's certain bigs where you want to just throw the ball to them down low and you want to get the hell out of the way. You know who that is? That's Anthony Davis. That's Tim Duncan. That's Kevin Garnett. That's, uh, go down the list, the Patrick Ewing, Hakeem Olajuwans. Go down the list of big men that back to the basket as good as, their footwork is as good as any, any player in the NBA. They could face the basket, hit an 18-footer right in front of your eyes, or they could take you off the dribble and get to the basket. That's not Andre Drummond, but that's okay. You do not need Andre Drummond to be that. You need Andre Drummond to be a 27-year-old big man that's going to play some defense, that's going to block some shots, who's going to grab rebounds and obviously be that lob threat that the Lakers have not had this season. That's what gets me excited about Andre Drummond. So my thoughts so far on Andre Drummond, he's been all right. He's been okay. I, I love the rebound part, right? I think he had a game last game, 10 rebounds, another game, 12 rebounds. I like that part of his game. What I don't think you're going to get with Andre Drummond, if you're a Laker fan out there and you think that his game is going to be just throwing the ball and he's going to go to work, I don't think that plays to his strength. That's the beauty with him on the Lakers. He's not the franchise player. He's not the second best player. He's down the list. So I think that will eventually play to the Lakers' advantage with Andre Drummond, and I think obviously this is going to be good for his career as well. All right, um, read off quick tweet here. And then I'm gonna take some phone calls. 877 710 ESPN. You can also hit me on Twitter at Alan Sleva. Uh Gorilla Golf on Twitter. All things considered, I feel like the trip was great for the team. The bench getting these minutes will play dividends in the playoffs. A D and LBJ being able to rest their legs after pretty much no offseason will allow the team uh going into the playoffs like a well well oiled machine. Ah, that's a good that's a good that's a good comment there on Twitter. Curtis, sometimes I, I'm some of these comments are all over the place. Here, that one was well thought out. Uh, okay, let me take a quick phone call here. Let's start off with Gustavo in El Sereno. Gustavo, appreciate you calling into the show. What's going on?
2: Uh, hi, yeah So I I saw the Saturday game. I just got a new job, mm-hmm. so I haven't been able to watch all of them. You know what I mean? But what I saw on Saturday uh, with Andre Drummond, mm-hmm. it was it was really good. Especially that. Did you see that one play when he uh, he dunked on uh, Aldridge? <laughs> he said he's too big for him.
0: Gustavo, I, I I'll tell you this, and you know it, it's funny. You saw the best game Drummond's played. I appreciate you calling in. Um, I yeah. Gotta, I I got to get, uh, Chris. I got to get Gustavo to watch all the games. I, I need you know he's got a very sh- small sample size right there. Um, no, no. The the game against the Brooklyn Nets was. It's the best game that he's played. That's where you felt like a lot of that impact's going to come, and he does the uh, "You're too small for me." That that um, a lot of these players do. And I think it was a Russell Westbrook that rocks the the baby to sleep. Whatever the case is, uh, but anyways, Andre Drummond versus the Brooklyn Nets, fantastic game. Um, played some bully ball, and if there's one thing the Lakers are going to have an advantage on over Brooklyn, it's going to be the size. And obviously, Andre Drummond have to play. Uh, uh, a big deal with that. Steven LaHabra. Steve, what's going on?
3: Not much, buddy. How you doing? You know what? I, I of Andre the Giants call him Andre the Bum. Or uh, Andre Bumman. Because you know what? He's not that great. I mean, yes, he's just a big body. But he's not doing what the Lakers needed. What Howard was doing last year compared to what this guy's doing this year, there's no comparison. Um,
0: well, Steve, Steve, when, what, uh, that, that would be the equivalent. Big, but Steve, that would be the equivalent of saying without LeBron James and Anthony Davis throw Dwight Howard in there is Dwight going to look the same as he did last year?
3: Well, no, Dwight actually is athletic. Dwight can move, mm-hmm. Dwight can jump. You know, he's what probably 60 pounds lighter than that guy. So so I mean, you don't he so, so you, got so you don't, hurt, he already got hurt stubbing his toe.
0: So you don't think Drummond so so you don't think Drummond would be a good you don't think he's a good fit on the Lakers.
3: No, I don't think he's a good fit on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Once LBJ and Davis come back, he's probably Not going to play a lot, and he's going to – Yeah, he can get some fouls. I can go out there and, you know, um, hack some people and, you know, uh, bring that big hand down, paw down to to slam people down, but it's not really going to do anything. He's not going to be – once those two guys get back, yeah, he'll get some easy buckets. LeBron's going to drive to the basket, and he's going to be standing there, and, you know, he's going to toss it to him, and he's going to dunk it in. Yeah, great. And But as far as, like, being a productive player in the playoffs, I guarantee you in the playoffs we'll probably play, like, you know, 12 minutes a
0: game. All right, Steve, appreciate you calling in. Well, listen, this is the whole point of this show. You don't have to always agree with me. Steve obviously completely disagrees with me, but I couldn't disagree with him more. I mean, if a player is going to go out there and get you 10, 12 rebounds a game, you cannot say, well, that's not productive to the Lakers. I look forward to when LBJ and Anthony Davis are playing with Andre Drummond, because when I sit here and I talk about the strengths that will come out of Andre Drummond when uh, those two players are on the floor, of course it's going to show. And Lakers didn't bring him in here to play 12 minutes. So, Steve, if you think that's the case, I definitely don't think that this dude's coming in the buyout market. You got all these teams obviously trying to um, sway him to come represent their team through the postseason run. He's not coming here for 12 minutes. You just saw what happened to Marcus Gasol. Marc Gasol was in the starting lineup for the Lakers. Marc Gasol is now deep in the depth chart for the Lakers, and there's a reason for that. It's because Andre Drummond came. Maybe I'm wrong, but I will tell you I'm much more optimistic about Andre Drummond than Stephen uh, Lahabra Solomon and Lake Balboa Solomon what do you think
2: i love the trade I mean excuse me I love the the uh, the acquisition I think this guy has brought the Lakers what they needed he's a monster down low for rebounds he had 20 and 11 against um, <clears throat> the Nets the other night uh, can't ask for more than that he's a nice big presence he takes the load off AD and I think when those three get back, you know when a d and LeBron gets back, that's going to be a hell of a of a low low post um you know, thing to deal with for a lot of teams and I love the guy's attitude hmm. he's always smiling he's cordial he's well spoken he's a laker all through and through now you can see that guy wants to be here and he's going to do whatever's asked of him. And I think it's great. I mean it was a great acquisition and I think they're gonna they're gonna reap the benefits
0: of getting this guy. Solomon, what do you think of uh the road trip overall?
2: Hey, what, what, what they 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 beat five hundred, right?
0: Yeah, four and three.
2: Well, even if you're even if you're a healthy team, sometimes you just want to do five hundred on the road. So thank you very much. I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it.
0: Solomon, thanks for uh thanks for calling in, bud. All right, the uh yeah, phone number is 877 uh, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Um, your thoughts so far on Andre Drummond, uh, pack your victory dance and go all in on fun at Harris resort. SoCal from dining to unwinding fun is a sure bet at the best resort in funner, California. Um, I don't know if you know this, uh, Curtis, but they have the trifecta of pools voted one of the 10 best resort pools in America by USA today. Do I need to, do I have to explain anything else? Uh, are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting, visiting harrissocal.com. Just just get out of L.A. for a couple days. Um Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, appreciate you calling in. Manuel, what, what do you think so far on uh, Andre Drummond?
4: Uh, first off, man, I'm honored to speak to you, Sleewa, but more so I'm honored to follow a legend, an L.A. legend like Solomon and Lake Balboa.
0: Dude's been calling, Especially absolutely.
4: since I echo his sentiments. I mean... I I, don't get me wrong. I love a bum blast, so bumming kind of made me laugh, but he's no bum, man. Come on. Like you were saying, I mean, he's going to be giving us more than 12 minutes. Uh, I'm with Solomon. I think the Lakers really believe in this young man. This young man has shown nothing but class. I believe it was you who mentioned – him pulling that huddle together and talking about the Lakers needed to capitalize on Kyrie the other night when they put it to New Jersey. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm happy with. Uh, The road trip was exceptional. Caruso continues to show why he's a Laker for life, in my opinion. And, uh, man, I'm just loving his squad. Back-to-back, baby. That's what we're doing. Fleet stack.
0: Man, man well, appreciate you yeah. calling in. Thank you for calling in. Uh, by the way, uh, stick around, Laker fans. We've got Stu Lance coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, the legend, Stu Lance, one of my favorites to um, to get, uh, obviously, a Lakers opinion on. He comes on probably once every couple of months now and uh, always enjoys opinion. So he's coming up here shortly. Let, let me just kind of put a bow on this Andre Drummond stuff. And if you obviously want to be a part of the show – um, you just gotta wait on hold. Uh, Stu Lance at seven thirty. We'll take some more calls at seven forty-five. But I'll say this about Drummond: it, it all comes down to what your expectation is on a player. If you think if you handed Andre Drummond the keys to a franchise and said, "Hey, this is your franchise," the dude ain't Shaq. Let's not you know. Uh, there's certain big men that have been around that. Uh, you can look at and say, okay, that is the absolute foundation of our team. And their skill set obviously has a lot to do with that. Andre Drummond is in a spot where, if I said right now, if you rank the best players on this Lakers team, where would you put Andre Drummond? At best, you're putting him third. Some might say, oh, no, I think Dennis Schroeder is more important than him. Some might even say, no, no, Montrez is such a consistent player and such an important piece off the bench. That's the conversation you have with Drummond. So why he's going to excel here? Is because what he's asked to do on this Lakers team is realistic, and what this Lakers team needs is a skill set like Andre Drummond. So it's a perfect match. Uh, Stu Lance coming up next, um, Lakers TV color commentator since 1987 on Spectrum Sportsnet. You know, I got a couple things I want to get into with Stu. We'll, we'll certainly get his thoughts on um, certainly get his thoughts on the road trip. But tomorrow, Lakers got the Celtics, and for the first time since March. 20th, No, March 10th, 2020, uh, Laker fans will be allowed at Staples Center, so I definitely want to get Stu's uh, thoughts on that. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Stu Lance coming up next. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
5: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI, to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right,
0: welcome back to Lakers Talk. Uh, always great to have Lakers TV color commentator since 1987. Does it every night on Spectrum Sportsnet. Stu Lance taking some time to join the show. Stu, how are you doing?
6: doing real well on yourself
0: I'm doing good you know it's been uh it's been a couple months since we uh since we last connected obviously a lot has gone on so I'm excited to get your thoughts on where the Lakers are um I'll start off with this Lakers go four and three on this road trip um some good wins uh some tough matchups obviously the Lakers shorthanded and and some teams that they played against were shorthanded as well just your overall thoughts how, how you think the Lakers did on that seven game trip
6: Well, based on all the ingredients they were working with on a seven-game trip uh, back east, uh, I thought they did quite well. I mean, four and three, I can take four and three. It's funny how three and four is not quite acceptable, but four and three is – but 4-3, I thought coming off of that trip was uh, pretty good.
0: Yeah, it is kind of funny. Yesterday, I'm doing the postgame show, and I, I kept saying, I'm like, I don't know why 4-3 and sounds so much better than 3-4. and four. And obviously, the Lakers pulled out that win against uh, against Charlotte yesterday. Um, Stu, there, there's a, a lot of attention right now, I, I think, uh, positioning-wise, Uh, positioning wise in the NBA standings I'm just curious to get your thoughts I feel like in other years it's always so critical and it's it's so important and we're watching every single game but because the Lakers are so shorthanded LeBron and AD have been out for a while how much are you paying attention to the standings how important do you think where the Lakers end up in the top eight or I know this year you could say top 10 because of the playing tournament how critical do you think that is
6: well, I think it's it's uh, somewhat amazing in the sense that uh you know, you don't want to end up 7-8-9 and 10 in my opinion because of a mini series. You never know what might happen in a mini series. Years and years ago, they used to have uh the first round of the playoffs was a best of 3 and mm. I mean, when you have a short series like something like that, uh, the best team doesn't always win. A lot of a lot of times a little uh an injury a tweaked ankle here or there may decide that outcome but in a seven game series they should prevail but I just don't I just don't like the fact that you know they're they're reinventing the wheel again I know it's an unpopular decision right now but I like the system the way it was before they had it to play in
0: well it's interesting because you know yesterday I think it was yesterday Mark Cuban had come out and and, uh, Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks both of them talked about how um, they don't think this is the ideal year to be doing the play-in tournament. Just the concept of the play-in tournament, is that something that you think um, it, is uh, it's something that's sustainable? You think some, this is something that the NBA is going to keep, or is this more of an experiment?
2: Well, I,
6: I thought last year it was more of an experiment. I think once they voted on it and they accepted it for this coming, for this year, that uh, they were looking at it as something moving forward. I mean, it gives a lot of interest to – teams that are, of course, 9 and 10, Mm -hmm. you know, because uh, you still want to play to win games. You don't want to get in a position where you're number 9 or number 10 and you can't catch the eighth uh, seed. And then you don't worry about finishing off your season with victories. You you just start playing young players or just trying to experiment. But now there's some some interest in those top ten teams, so in that respect, it'll it'll keep the the interest up uh, from the fans and from even from teams that are in that
0: position. Yeah, it's interesting, Stu. You know, for a lot of years there has always been the conversation. Well, if you're not in the playoff hunt, you might as well uh, try and position yourself for a better draft class or whatever the case is. And I think now you're right where. Teams that are sitting in 12th or 11th and are only a game, game and a, game and a half out of being in that playing tournament, it makes each one of these games that much more critical as you go through the season. Um, very, very happy to be uh, chatting here with Stu Lance, Lakers TV commentator since 1987 uh, on Spectrum Sports Net. Every single game for the Lakers uh, on TV. Uh, Stu, the new addition of Andre Drummond, so we finally now have a few games under our belt with Andre Drummond. Your initial thoughts on on uh, on specifically his game and, and, and how you think he's fitting in so far with the Lakers?
6: Well, so far, I mean, he's only been with the team for a few games, so it's going to still take him a while, and he hasn't played with the, the main ingredients. Uh, when you're not on the court with LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh, you still have a learning curve that you have to take. But I think his addition will help in the sense that it's going to epitomize the the perimeter game because they're not going to allow, allow Drummond to play bully ball in the post. So you've seen in the last couple of games, teams, as soon as he gets in the post, there's like four guys that are rushing at him. All that does, though, is open up the perimeter game, and as long as the Lakers... Can knock continue to knock down those shots from outside, uh, they're going to be in good, sh- in good position.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've had this conversation with Michael Thompson before when we're doing the pregame show, and I'll, I'll get your thoughts on this. And I, I feel like with Drummond right now, he certainly can help um, in the front line until Anthony Davis comes back, of course, when LeBron is there as well. Um, but... the one of, the, one of the things I think I get most excited about with Drummond is when AD's back, I really, really think Drummond can play to his strengths. Um, there are certain big men in the NBA. You could say Anthony Davis. You could look at some of the other greats, the Tim Duncans, the Carmelones, the Barkley's, where they could play their back to the basket. They could face the basket 15 feet away and be a threat from that perspective. I do think Drummond, once Anthony Davis is there, can do what he does best, which is grab rebounds, be a big man down the middle, uh, grab some offensive boards and, and clean up in the- Uh, in that respect. Do you think once A.D. comes back, we'll actually see a different type of Drummond because he can flourish in a role where they're not asking him to score 20 a night or something along those lines?
6: Well, I think he can flourish because there's not going to be as much attention uh, placed on Drummond in the post area because who's going to leave LeBron? Who's going to leave Anthony Davis to go double-team? So He should find a little bit more space to operate and uh, he should have that space because the defenders are now going to be circling all their attention is going to be on, let's double up LeBron, let's double up (laughs) Anthony Davis, and that's going to free up Drummond to do what he does best, and that's hit the offensive glass.
0: Stu, is there um, some benefit? Of course, it's not ideal. Nobody wants to see Anthony Davis out since February 14th, LeBron James out since March 20th. But if you could take some positives from this, would one of the positives be a lot of these role players – learning to play uh, with each other, there's, there's no depending on LeBron and Anthony Davis to bail you out. What kind of benefit can, can come for the last month, two months, without those two stars?
6: Well, under normal circumstances, it's, it's all about confidence. When you when don't have Anthony Davis, you don't have LeBron, other people are getting more minutes, and that just should help build your confidence so that when they do come back and then the playoffs start, the coaching staff, they're not reluctant at all to put you in games in certain scenarios, so it should be a confidence-building type of place for them, and hopefully, it'll it'll continue. Uh, I just hope that when they all come back, they all stay back. It mm-hmm. just seemed like this year, you get one player back, and then you lose a player. You get that player back, and you lose somebody else. So it's been an injury-riddled season in the NBA.
0: So from a timing perspective, if Anthony Davis, LeBron James hopefully come back here over the next couple of weeks, we'll see what happens. Obviously, there's no guarantee when these guys do return. Um, have you kind of sat back and thought now that we've got such a, you know, a, a number of games here without LeBron and Anthony Davis, but there's also a lot of returning players. We've got a full season now for the most part 50 plus games to see what the Lakers have. and then these new additions. What do you think Stu when 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 this team is healthy, how dangerous is uh, are, are the Lakers, not just in the West, but just in general around the NBA?
6: Oh, when this team is healthy, if they could stay healthy, uh, in the next couple of weeks moving on forward through the playoffs, oh, they're going to be extremely difficult to handle. Because you're, you're talking about two of, the best, uh, two of the five best players in the league and Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and then all of the other pieces that they've uh, added around them this year. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting finale to this season, if healthy.
0: Um, Stu Lance taking some time to join Lakers talk here. Um, Stu, I, I know this is this will be off the Lakers for a quick second. Jamal Murray goes down with um, Terrence's ACL. This was a few days ago. Obviously, will kind of change um, the perspective in the Western Conference. I, always, uh, I was looking at Denver before this injury, and I thought they were uh, one of the elite teams in the Western Conference, and certainly coming off of what they accomplished last year, getting to the Western Conference Finals. Um, Past I guess you could say after the Lakers, you look at the rest of the West. How do you look at some of these other teams? Um, is there a team that you look at and think that that's going to be the toughest matchup if the Lakers are going to try to get to the NBA finals?
6: Well, there's going to be a number of teams that are obviously going to be uh, good matchups or tough matchups for the Lakers as they are for all teams in the, especially in the West. You know, you've got this Utah jazz team that's been playing great all season long. How long can, can they sustain that for the entire year? That's, that's a difficult thing to do sometimes. Then you've got other teams in the West. You know, you've got the Clippers. You've got uh, the my surprise team is the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that has really uh, played great basketball. Can they sustain it? So there's a number of teams out there that are going to give a real challenge uh, to the Lakers.
0: Stu, tomorrow will be the first day back for Laker fans inside Staples Center since. March 10th 2020 and you know I, I know you more than I know you know more than anybody else um, what what it feels like having fans and how much the energy that that obviously brings to the sport really that's that's the foundation of the excitement of what we all get into from a sports perspective what are you most looking forward to as we get some fans back against the Boston Celtics tomorrow
6: well just to see how the the Energy, energy is uplifted with fans. I mean, when, as a player, there are there are games uh, throughout the course of a season where, uh, whether it's physically or mentally, you're just not you're just not into it 100%. But then you get to the arena, and the fans kind of inject that adrenaline into you, and you perform at a different level. So it's going to be it's going to be a welcome addition. I'm just happy to see uh, it finally coming to fruition, and hopefully uh, the fans and the growth of the fans can go on from here.
0: Stu, final one. Um, yesterday was the five-year anniversary of Kobe's final game at Staples Center, the 60-point game. I got a chance yesterday in the pregame show to ask John and Michael um, just their experience and their thought over the course of that game. Uh, wh- what do you remember? When you, when you look back and you reflect, and I, I know you've been a part of so many unbelievable games in Lakers history, uh, what do you remember about that uh, that night?
6: It, that was you couldn't have scripted that for Hollywood. I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, nobody in their 20th season uh, should be able to do the things that he did in his final game. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, he put his – as he did every night, but especially in his last, that last game, he put everything he had, his heart and soul, into every possession after the game. I mean, he could barely walk off the court. He was so spent. But it was all about getting it done the way Kobe used to get it done. And the fans, all, of course, all enjoyed every moment of it. That's something we will always cherish and we will always miss.
0: Stu, always a pleasure. Honored to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time. Looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, Lakers and the Celtics. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you as well. Stu Lance right there, as always, a fantastic uh, insight on the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, tomorrow, Lakers-Celtics. This is a significant game, and it's not just because Lakers and the freaking Celtics. We're going to have fans back at Staples Center. Uh, Let's talk about this, please. Lakers uh, taking on Boston tomorrow. Lakers will have 2,000 fans at Staples Center. The first game that Staples Center will host fans since March 10th of 2020. March 10th, 2020 was the last time. That was a game, actually, Lakers played the Nets. Uh, Any Laker fans going to tomorrow's game? Am I the only one out here? Um, if you are going to the game or you want to talk about how much you be, you miss being at a Lakers game. Just the energy, just the vibe. I'm sure every Laker fan who's tuning into this broadcast has such great memories, whether it was at Staples Center, Great Western Forum. I mean, the, the foundation of basketball is having fans. The foundation of sports is having fans at, obviously, stadiums and arenas. We're going to get a little bit of a taste of that tomorrow with Staples Center. Let's talk about that coming up next. 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on 710.
1: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
0: Alright, like fans, what, what what have you missed the most being away from Staples Center, but more importantly, what are you most looking forward to, to coming back to Staples Center, getting back at these games, watching the Los Angeles Lakers, seeing Anthony Davis, LeBron James uh, at some point here as we uh, try to go back to back, try to grab uh, championship number 18. So Tomorrow, Lakers and the Celtics. Um, that's part of the story. But the bigger part of the story, in my mind, is the fact that since March 10th, 2020, so about 13 months now, we have not had fans at Staples Center. Um, okay, we, let, let me first kind of get this out the gate here. There's some there's some rules tomorrow. Uh, obviously, if you're coming to Staples, that um, Staples Center the Lakers, everybody's going through these guidelines. And let's just say this, these are baby steps to try and get back into a position where um, we can have fans uh, at Staples Center and get back to some type of normalcy. Here's some of the rules. 2,000 fans allowed uh, inside Staples Center. So the arena seats, I want to say 19,000, so around 10% or so. Um, You got to have Proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 tests to enter the arena. I think that's within a 72-hour frame. Uh, no bags of any kind. Um, everything must uh, fit into your pocket, basically. Not even the clear bags out. Some of these, uh, I think Dodger Stadium is doing that right now, clear bags, but not even those are going to be allowed. Mask on at all time. No cash. Uh everything's going to be, you know, obviously your credit card or um, using some of the apps here for uh, for your credit card. Uh, for concessions and stuff along those lines. Okay, I, I did read some articles. Some fans not that crazy about some of the rules. Let me just say this: I, I want to explain this from uh, from my perspective here. By the way, Curtis, let me just say this: I have I have the Apple Watch, and I don't know uh, if you have an Apple Watch, but there are many times where I'm just doing a broadcast and Siri just starts talking right in the middle of it. So I, I thought I heard something. Yeah, I thought you was did. Going crazy. Yeah, you did. I said nothing. Um, to my watch, and my watch goes uh, goes crazy. This happens all the time, by the way. Okay, let me go back to this. As somebody that's been at every game at Staples Center this season, I'm telling you, I, I cannot explain how excited I am to have any amount of fans back at the arena. And this is, you know, this is my perspective. I also explain it from other perspectives as well. Being a media member and going to the games. Um, don't get me wrong. It's, uh, it's an honor to get a chance to do this gig. It's an honor to be at Staples Center in any capacity, but here's the reality. It's not freaking basketball. It's not. I mean, what I grew up to and, you know, obviously that energy that comes in some of these, uh, some of these different sports, I I always tell the story for some reason, college football is, I'm not even a big college football fan, but I, I, sometimes I can't, I can't stop, you know watching USC play UCLA because of just the energy that that's at the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum or those big matchups it's Ohio State Michigan fans are such a big piece to sports and i've heard players say this Markeith Morris he he was on the show and him and i were talking about it and he said that he would rather be in a road arena where there's fans than have the experience that they've obviously had to deal with at Staples Center this is nobody's fault this is just the predicament that um, every business and human being has been involved in over the last year or so. The reason why I say that is because tomorrow is probably not going to be perfect. Um, yes, there's probably going to be some fans that they're upset that some of the, you know, what they're accustomed to has changed. But here's the reality the world has freaking changed and we got to change with it. And if you take some of these baby steps, and I do think these are baby steps, you're slowly going to get back to some kind of normalcy. And the fact that 2,000 fans, just 2,000 fans are going to be back at Staples Center, uh, I think is huge. I think it's an incredible difference. And I think it will actually help improve the product on the court because now all of a sudden players uh, have something to, you know, you might come into games. You heard Stu Lance say this. You might come into a game and there's not that much energy. It's just a game that you're not looking forward to. But fans can kind of change the whole perspective of it. Curtis, they haven't had that at all this year. I think this is big, uh, obviously a big step in the right direction.
5: But they can't eat food there. That's one of the weird rules I saw. Since since it's considered indoors, you can't eat food at your seats.
0: You can't eat. That's right. You can't eat food at your seats. You got to order
5: it like through a QR code on your phone,
0: and you got to stay on the outside.
5: Yeah. So only the diehards are going to enjoy this game because they won't have anything else to do.
0: Well, this is um, this is uh It's kind of funny. Let me tell a quick story because I. You know, we all are under the same guidelines. So coming into games at Staples Center uh, so far through the season, I can't bring food in. I can't bring drinks in. Nothing can come in. And that's just part of their guidelines. Tomorrow's game, I kind of told the story off air to Curtis. I was kind of running around today because I had to get a COVID, you know, obviously a COVID-19 test. I have not got the vaccination yet. That's my next step. But I had to get a COVID-19 test And it has to be within a 72-hour frame. So, Curtis, I was kind of running around today, and I will tell you, it's like it doesn't matter whatever you got to do to just make sure that you're there for some of these type of events. And and if this happens, if – let me just use as an example. We're coming closer to, you know, obviously the summer months. One of my favorite venues in L.A. is the Hollywood Bowl. If I want to go see an artist and I want to go, you know, watch uh, or listen to – um, you know, get back to a concert, and it's been obviously a while since a lot of us have had that opportunity, I'll do whatever the hell it takes. I mean, I, I, I value these so much more than before because we haven't got that opportunity. Are you, Curtis, you want to go to a Dodger game or a Laker game or go to a concert or something like that? Are you going to do anything that they ask you to do?
5: Yeah, I'm not rushing to uh, go right away, though. I mean, like, uh, Jesse and I over here, we're huge Disney fans, but we're not rushing to go back to Disneyland the second it reopens. You know, there's some stuff... That you know is worth waiting for and not not rushing but well I'm not I'm going to a for, Texas Rangers yeah, game if no, that's what no you're way.
0: saying i I don't need I can't do the nineteen thousand yet or the forty thousand at a baseball game I'm not going that far but I do think uh I do think this is obviously a, a great step in the right direction and that's where we are as far as uh tomorrow Lakers and the Celtics I'll also bring up one other thing real quick on the. I I talked about this a little bit yesterday in the post-game show, and I want to run back to it. So, you know, keeping track, there's games going on right now. The Mavs are playing. There's certain teams in the NBA standings. I'm curious if Laker fans are paying that much attention to the standings, and do you kind of care where the Lakers end up? Do you care if the Lakers are a 5-seed or a 6-seed or an 8-seed? Does it matter to you where the Lakers end up? I'm not going to bring up the health part because – we all know this. They got to be healthy. LeBron and AD got to be there. And if they are there, you got a legitimate chance to go back to back. If they're not there or one of those two guys are not there, obviously your chances of repeating uh decline drastically. So, if you look at the NBA standings right now, here's where the Lakers are sitting. This is after the 4 uh 4 and 3 road trip. Lakers are sitting in 5th place, 34 and 21. Denver top NBA stories, I'll talk about Jamal Murray. I don't want to do it just yet. Denver's in at 34 and 20. So Lakers, only a half game behind Denver for fourth place in the Western Conference. So through all of this, Anthony Davis has been out since February 14th. LeBron James has been out since March 20th. We're in the Western Conference. This is not a you know, a free pass, you can kind of hang No, no, no. The, the West, you you play a lot of tough teams. Obviously, there's a lot of teams scratching and clawing. Even this past East Coast road trip that we had, New York was a tough game. Charlotte's trying to stay in sixth place in the, in the Eastern Conference. Even with, without four of their starters, they were a tough out. So I, I take a look at the NBA standings. Portland is now, because they lost to Boston yesterday, two and a half games behind the Lakers. Dallas, Lakers have a four-game advantage on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to try and look here if I could find it. I know they got a game going on right now, uh, Dallas and Memphis. I'll, I'll get the score, but last I checked, uh, they were down, what are they down now? Dallas is down 66-62, so if Mavericks lose again, Lakers all of a sudden have a four-game cushion. I've been I've been following Lakers basketball since I was a kid, and I tell you, if there's one thing I always look at is I always pay attention to the standings. It's kind of fun to do when you know you're following your squad, whatever the case is. For the first time as a Laker fan, I am not paying attention to the NBA standings. I mean, I want Lakers to win every game. It's just not realistic because of their predicament. But the reason why I'm not paying attention to the NBA standings is just nothing the Lakers can do. I mean, the the predicament that they're in right now. Yes, in an ideal situation, you can avoid Utah. In an ideal situation, you could avoid the Clippers. And I'm talking about just the first round. That's an ideal situation. But the reality is, Lakers can't do anything about where they are as far as the standing simply because LeBron and AD aren't back yet. Who freaking cares who they play? Who cares if they play? If they end up having to play Clippers in the first round, it's a 3 6 matchup. Okay, it is what it is. I, I would say that it's more tragic for the other team that had a high seed and fought all season to um you know reward themselves with having to play a team a lesser opponent that they'd have to play the Los Angeles Lakers I feel more bad for them but I think for the Lakers I, I I've been hearing people say well stay away from the seven seed stay away from the eight you just don't want to get into a playing tournament you just don't know I get it I get it conceptually I get the concept of it. But the reality is every team in the Western Conference is going to be more worried about the Lakers than the Lakers be worried about any of the teams in the West. So just once they do get in and once we obviously get to the postseason, roll the dice. doesn't matter who the Lakers play. If it's Utah in the first round, fine, bring them on. If it's Phoenix in the, in the first round or if it's the Clippers, frankly, I think I'd rather play Phoenix than any of those three teams in the first round. Um, ideally, listen, if you fall into that fourth spot because Jamal Murray now injured tore his ACL, awful, awful story. We're going to talk about in the top NBA stories, then, okay, maybe one thing went your way so far this season, but in the big picture of things, I just don't think it really matters. Top NBA stories coming up next. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Don't forget Andy Bernstein, iconic photographer, uh, for the NBA and for the Lakers coming up at eight 30. Um, you know, one of the things that, uh, we'll get into at eight 15, three, Key anniversaries for Kobe Bryant in his career came up over the last three days, and we're going to get into them with Andy Bernstein. I'm going to spend some time talking about Kobe's 60-point game, his final game. Uh, that's something that Andy had unbelievable access to to take photos of of uh, Kobe Bryant from the start of the day in the morning in Newport all the way through the end of the day. Really a, uh, just a kind of fascinating day as we look back and, and celebrate one of the greatest games in Laker history with Kobe that 60-point performance. All that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.
5: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half.